Who is the Blake, Blake Wesley of this draft class? And who are some of the best international players in the 2023 NBA draft? Coming up on Locked On NBA Big Board. You are Locked On NBA Big Board, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Locked On NBA Big Board. Uh, we have had some minor changes on this show over the last week, some crazy uh, just all over the place stuff. I've been out a couple of days with a minor COVID scare. Uh, luckily, seem to be in the clear for now. Sam, Draft Dummies, has COVID. Um, Raphael is in the happiest situation of them all with his newborn child, so congratulations to him. And then Leaf has been holding down the fort for Monday and Tuesday, so you've been listening to Leaf all week. Adding on to it again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Leaf, talk to me. How's it been? How uh, What's been on your mind for basketball lately? Uh, I know you've had a lot to talk about the last two days. It's been a blast. I, I mean, I'm always happy to talk basketball, and I've, I've been I've been the, the executive kind of choosing what to talk about, trying to listen to the fans, what you guys want to hear about. So I'm happy to have gotten good ideas and tried to run with them. And so hopefully you guys have liked the product. I've enjoyed talking to you guys about some things that I think are outside of the box ideas and that, that need to be addressed. And as we have a new draft class, there's some stuff that I need to learn. So I've enjoyed kind of having a project of watching these guys more closely so I can break it, break their games down effectively for you guys. Um, and not just kind of say the heights and weights. And, and I'm excited to continue to do so as the year progresses. Yeah. And I, I think this is also a good reminder. Uh, you know, Leaf has been killing it over the last year and a half. I would say we, I think he used to be locked on NBA draft before we had a major overhaul of uh, the roster pretty much. And then I had him on a couple of times. Uh, he highlighted Trey Murphy being a sleeper back in 2020. Um, and then just last year had him on once a month to talk college basketball, had Keegan Murray preseason as being a top guy. Uh, so a ton of credit to him. He knows a ton of college basketball. And also, uh, if you've been watching on YouTube, um, thank you. If you're not watching on YouTube, totally okay. But if you could please subscribe, that would be awesome. Uh, it really means a lot to us as we continue to grow. We're trying to be the number one locked on uh, YouTube channel. We're very far from that, but, you know, baby steps, right? So that would definitely mean a lot. So diving into it, let's talk about the 2023 NBA draft. We're kind of out of 2022 content for the moment, right? Like it, the, you can only say so much about summer league. It's an exhibition. The draft is a month past pretty much. Um, there's not a ton to talk about the 2022 guys. So let's talk about who is this year's Blake Wesley. He was a the first one and done in Notre Dame history. He was somebody who a lot of people didn't really have as a top recruiting prospect. And, uh, and on preseason boards, excuse me, recruiting boards, he wasn't really that highly ranked. He was 121st. He was a four-star recruit. So in this, we're trying to eliminate, we're not going to say like, you know, Derek Whitehead or Derek Whitehead, however you say his name, is this year's Blake Wesley. Like everybody knows he's going to be a top pick. So we're trying to pinpoint some guys who are under the radar and figure out who is going to be this year's Blake Wesley, be a one and done and taken first round pretty safely. So Leif, I'll let you start it. Who is this year's Blake Wesley for you? Who's one candidate? Yeah, I don't have anyone that that low on the list. It's hard to say, oh, I'm going to look at someone 100, 120th uh, and, and, and get one right. It's uh, That's difficult to do. So I'll go for someone that's not a top 20, not a consensus five-star that I find to have a pretty good chance to be outplay where they're projected. Uh, one guy uh, had a lot of hype early in his high school career was Sky Clark, 
uh, was initially committed to Kentucky. He's going to Illinois now. He's ranked 33rd by 247 Sports. Um, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. He's got a sophisticated game. And I think in a place where they've lost Kofi Coburn, they've got some new faces like Terrence Shannon Jr., uh, Matthew Meyer, I think there's a chance that he runs the show for a successful Illinois team and likens himself to being a first-round pick. I don't. I mean, I was really, really high on Blake Wesley, so I don't expect anyone to get as high on my draft board um, that is unheralded as Blake Wesley was. Um, but but that's a guy that I'm going to have my eyes on early as a freshman that doesn't have the five-star acclaim right now um, to, to be a first-round pick. Yeah, and I, I love that pick. Um, you know, he's somebody who I, I've actually started watching a little bit more. If you had a nasty game winner, I'm going to post in a couple of days here, uh, of just the shooting is really nice. I think he has great touch, uh, good athlete. I think, uh, nothing, I don't know necessarily what his standout trade at the moment is like, he doesn't have an elite skill, but he is good at a lot. Um, somebody who I like, I've, I'm highly obsessed with this player. I think I've mentioned him now. This is week number three of bringing him up. So you shouldn't know who this is by now, but Duke commit. Uh, it's always hard to be an under-the-radar player at Duke, but Tyrese Proctor, he reclassified into the 2023 NBA, or excuse me, 2022 recruiting class, making him eligible for the 2023 NBA draft. And his shot creation is nuts. Really just gifted offensive player. I love everything about his offense. It was really strong in the NBA academy. Um, I, I really think his shot creation is going to be so elite that teams are going to have a hard time not drafting him in the first round. So uh, I like him there. Who's some other under the radar one and dones uh, that you've had your eye on leaf. Yeah, there, there are a couple. And, and this is where it becomes like, Hey, well, they're a borderline five-star. Are they that under the radar? But because they'll be on good teams, they may not have the roles that are prototypical for guys who are one and dones to have. So I'll give a few here. Uh, one is I'm curious. I'm not sure about this. And this is flipping a strip uh, script from guard to big. Uh, I really think Yoan Traore um, is going to have a chance to be really good for Auburn. The one thing I will say is that that concerns me a little bit about his chances to be excellent um, are that Jonai Broom is one of the best transfers. And for my money, probably the best transfer in college basketball uh, from Moorhead State going to Auburn. I think he's going to be a double-double machine in the SEC. And that may take away from Traore, but it also may help him excel with less responsibility on his shoulder. And then one other guy, I've mentioned him on a couple episodes in a row, but I really love Jordan Walsh. He's going to Arkansas. He's the third most heralded recruit going to Arkansas. So that's why I say that he may be under the radar as someone who's projected to be a first-round pick because he won't have the flash and the scoring that Anthony Black and us, uh, I'm blanking for some reason, Nick Smith. Nick Smith. Yep. Yeah, Nick Smith. Um, of course, I should know him. I talked about him yesterday. But anyway – um, Jordan Walsh impacts winning at a really high level. And it's evident. He reminds me a little bit of, uh, Scotty Barnes and Dalen Terry. Like if you were to mix those two with, and then in and put a little bit of a better jump shot, that's kind of what I see in Jordan Walsh. And that's a guy that I think will be higher, um, on boards than, than where he's ranked in high school. Yeah. I really like those picks. I still need to see more of Triore. Uh, before I really make a hard, uh, a hard stance on him, he's one of the last top 50 guys I haven't seen. I really like both those picks. Jordan Walsh would be a nice role player there at Arkansas. Uh, not sure what exactly role he plays because he can do a lot, but usage is going to be weird to disperse there. A um, couple guys I like are both actually right next to each other pretty much in the 247 consensus top 100 or just the overall rankings. 
But Judah Mintz from Oak Hill, he's going to Syracuse. I watched him this year in the spring at a, it was one of the showcases and his playmaking just really stands out. It's hard to get a one and done from Syracuse at this point. It seems pretty rare. And generally the Syracuse reputation hasn't been that strong, but I think Judah Mintz is going to be the one to break it. And that makes him a strong candidate to be Blake Wesley. And he actually is really similar too. plays good defense, good playmaker needs to improve shot making consistency. So they are actually really similar and they're both kind of combo guards in a way. Uh, so I really like him. And then also Mark Armstrong from Villanova. He's only 6'2", but lightning fast. Needs to add a ton of weight and strength, only 160 pounds. Uh, but he was playing, I want to say he was on the U18s. Um, I got I to gotta double check this. But... Yeah, he, he was on the same team where Cam Whitmore won. Okay, that, that's what and I thought. And the Villanova guys were dominant. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Looking at it now. Yep, he was on that team and uh, pulling up his stats. He averaged... Uh, it's a little bit difficult to look. So, okay, 11 points per game on uh, 45% shooting, pretty good, and 45% from three. Uh, yeah, he, he was good. I really love his quickness. There wasn't – it's funny, I was watching him, and I go, you know, I didn't see a level of that quickness, I don't think, in this year's draft. There was no, like, flamethrower speed guy, it feels like, in this draft that really – every time you watched him, they were just exploding in rearview mirror. So I really like Mark, Mark Armstrong. I think he's got a good jump shot. I noticed the form changed a little bit from the end of the high school year to now kind of weird to me, but generally the touch is still there. And that I think is the ultimate thing for him. Uh, if he can still shoot in traffic, he's good. So those are some of our under the radar upcoming freshmen, potentially who could be a Blake Wesley type of guy, Malachi Branham. Uh, they were two guys that popped out of nowhere for the most part this year. And uh, there's definitely going to be somebody in this year's next draft. Those are some of our way too early predictions of who that could be. But uh, we're also going to talk about, we're going to break down a tankathon big board, what they have. They currently have 37 ranked players. I don't have an organized one. Leaf doesn't have an organized one just yet. Otherwise, we break down our own. So we're just going to use the main consensus one. And what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of say, this is who we're higher on, lower on, or who should be on there. But first, let me tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, as Madden ratings are coming out this week. NBA, uh, actually NBA just kind of hit a dead point, but esports, combat sports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top resource online for all your sports wagering information from betting in-game, live, scores podcast they have you covered head to bet online today or use your phone to learn more about the action happening today bet online where the game starts so back with leaf tween my name is richard stamen aka at mavs draft uh you might know me uh from my twitter I, I post a lot of twitter clips i've been doing this for a bunch of the 2023 class really even 2024 at some point now too uh, so that's starting to creep up and i love that class now uh, there's just a ton of future basketball. I've been tweeting about a lot of that. If you follow along, thank you. Um, but we are going to break down a big board from Tankathon. They only have 37 players ranked. It's a little bit hard to truly rank these players. And most of them are actually returning players. So I doubt this big board really does dictate what happens. And, and generally, the further away from the draft you are, the less accurate you are in your big board. So not holding any of this on Tankathon, but uh, just because they are one of the most popular sites and probably one of the best uh, benchmarks to go off of. Leaf and I both have our 
the uh, the Tankathon site pulled up. I'll read the top ten out aloud, and then we'll we'll do a little bit maybe from here. Um, but just in general, we'll, whenever we bring something up, we'll also uh, kind of benchmark where they are on Tankathon's board. So number one is Victor Wembanyama. They actually have him in his own tier, then Scoot Henderson in his own tier, and then they put the rest for everybody else. Where it goes Nick Smith, the Thompson twins. They have Amen four, Osar five. Cam, can't excuse me. I've been uh, doing re- watching that class a little bit too much. Cam Whitmore at number six. Derek Whitehead or Derek Whitehead. I still don't know. Derek Lively. Both of them headed to Duke. Kowell Ware headed to Oregon, and Anthony Black headed to Arkansas. So Leaf, I don't know if you have any comments on the top ten, but is there anybody that on in general from this board that you're looking at that stands out as you're higher on or lower on right away? Yeah, two two come to mind for me. Uh, one is Kalel Ware. I think he's a bit more of an unknown. I think a lot of these players on this board ha- are just such known commodities relative to being pre-draft and pre-college because Derek Whitehead has a trophy case that just about anyone would be envious of. He, he played at Montverde with Cade, with Scotty Barnes and all these guys, and then he wins the player of the year. He's on the Jersey Mike's starting five all national team and like all these guys have accolades but his like trophy case is ridiculous um Kale- the point of what i'm making is as all these guys have i've seen a lot of because they've had high exposure you see scoot henderson play against former parade all americans and, and score 14 a game as a 17 year old victor Wenbanyama, i've known about since he's been 13 years old um you know it goes on and on and on but the one guy that seems like a relatively unknown commodity is kalel Warren, and whether that's a fault of his own or not um, it just makes me a little more wary to have him. Oh, no pun intended there, actually. Um, but it but it makes me a little bit little bit more trepidated to rank him as highly as as he's ranked here. And and I could be wrong. And maybe this is just being a Pac-12 guy. I mean, I live in Pac-12 territory. I've watched Pac-12 basketball my whole life. Typically, Oregon has had good bigs, but they've been ranked higher than what they've been. And Folly Dante dominated the EYBL. He was one of the best bigs in the Peach Jam. He was not great at Oregon. Frank Kepnong has is developing, but he was he was not great at Oregon either. Lewis King is another guy who who is very, My very guy. talented, and and I, I'm saying this for Richard, and and I think he knows that. Uh, very talented, but I'm not sure he fully hit his his stride either. Um, point being is I'm a little wary. And that time it was intentional of Kalel Ware being in the top ten, and I've got one guy who also wears green and yellow on his college uniform that I am fully sold on, Keontae George, who is just outside the cut. I know you didn't read him, but I have to I have to get this in because this is my guy so far. Keontae George is ranked twelfth on this board, and I I'm pretty sure he's got to be a top ten pick because the way he scores the ball in such an effortless fashion shooting from three creating space gets the free throw line uh he's, he's a top 10 guy in my eyes and he scored 32 points and 37 points respectively against italy and canada's u23 teams in global games with a shorthanded baylor yeah i i like uh, i love Keontae george as well every time we link up and talk about 2023 it ends up about him I'm not nearly as high on Coel Ware or Anthony Black. Anthony Black will be good, uh, but he's pretty raw right now. I think he really struggles with turnovers in high school, and I think that's going to hurt him in college too. Um, but I still think he's going to be a good player when you're a 6'7 guard. You get a lot more leeway with mistakes. You kind of said it with Coel Ware. He's a bit of a mystery. Uh, showed out in the U18s, just bigger than everybody though. So like, I don't know how it translates to the next level of college, but good, good starting point there. Um, 
And Derek Lively is somebody who I, I really don't think him or Kyle Ware. It's going to be one of the other. One of them is not going to be a lottery pick. The other will. I'd probably bet Lively just because I think the system generally is doing nothing's changing uh, from Coach K to uh, I'm blanking on the new coach's name. But Shire, uh, John Shire. Yes, John Shire. He uh, I, I imagine it's going to be generally the same. And Mark Williams has thrived in that. Uh, several other bigs it's generally helped a lot of bigs. So Lively should be good. Um, somebody who is not in there, there are two guys. I have number 16 on this board is Turquavion Smith. I, I think he's the number one sophomore in the class. I think he goes top 10. I'd be pretty shocked if he doesn't. Um, so I really like him. And the other one that I'm a little bit shocked not to see just in general um, on here, I, I mean, again, I said him in the first segment, Tyrese Proctor, how is this guy not on here? He's not even listed at all. I'd have him right now, probably preseason top 10. Uh, so that's a huge one for me. I, I know I'm like, I'm writing him at this point, but like, he's really good. I promise the film is unreal. Um, I don't remember exactly what his height is. I, I know I'd said it at one point, he's 6'4", 170. So prototypical guard height. I think there's a lot of promise on there. So going down the list a little bit, how you kind of paint the picture for somebody you do or don't like further down, let's go like, I mean, we kind of touched on the top 15. And for the record, the next five were Dylan Mitchell, Keontae George, Kaysen Wallace, Grady Dick, and Jairus Walker. Um, Dylan Mitchell's at Texas, Keontae George, Baylor, Kaysen Wallace, Kentucky, Grady Dick, Kansas, and Houston has Jairus Walker and then Turquavion Smith. So who else is somebody that kind of stands out as somebody you are lower on or higher on for the rest of these 37 on the board? Yeah, I, I've got one. I've touched on a number of times about returners, and I think could give Terquavion a run for his money as the top sophomore, and that's Matthew Cleveland. Uh, I really like Matthew Cleveland. Uh, I think that his shooting flaws are so correctable because, you know, he shot poorly, but he was still effective, and he really came on late. And Florida State's got this just – the way they play is so egalitarian in the sense that Leonard Hamilton believes that you may have five better players than we do, but we have got 12 better than your 12. And, and that he means that. And that's a quote from Leonard Hamilton that he said famously on ESPN sideline interviews. He says that anywhere. And what I mean by that being important is that while a guy who's a freshman who developed really late and I watched him in the grassroots and I was like, man, this guy's really, really good. Florida State's going to get a star, but I don't know how much he's going to play. So he started playing more and more, getting more trust from Leonard Hamilton. And he ended kind of capping his year with a game winner against Virginia, where he ended up being the best player on the court. And Virginia is an extremely stingy defense. Uh, so I think he's going to rise up boards. He's going to shoot better. And I think he's going to have a similar leap to what Devin Vassell did freshman to sophomore year. And he was better as a freshman than Vassell. Um, and then one more, um, I, and it's, it's just the same guy I've been talking about, Jordan Walsh. I think he's, he's going to be better than, than where he's ranked. And he's, he's ranked pretty highly, honestly. On here, Jordan Walsh is number 18. Um, and I, I could see him going there, but I just think he's going to like for my personal board, I have a hard time believing he won't be ranked higher than what he is right there because I just buy the way he impacts winning. And that's why Richard can tell you I was really high on Dalen Terry really early in the year um, just because I was like, man, you, if you watch Arizona play, there's one guy that stands out to me that impacts winning and he may not have this, the stats, uh, especially offensively that stand out. But it's just like it's evident to me when he's on the court, they're a better team. And those type of guys always kind of get my attention. And so Jordan Walsh is certainly the, the next guy in that kind of 10 through 20 range that I'm, that sticks out to me. Yeah. Those, those glue guys is pretty much the, the stereotypical name for him. So I actually have a couple guys on that are not even on here that I was really shocked uh, not to see. There's first of all, Mike miles. Um, 
He is going to be 20 at the draft, despite being a junior. He's still 19 years old, will be for just about one more month. Um, so I'm really shocked he's not on there. JJ, JJ Starling, who's a number 20 recruit for this uh, upcoming class from Notre Dame, potentially the second one and done, could technically have qualified, I guess, for that Blake Leslie uh, of the year candidate. Completely missed that one. But I'm a big fan of him, just complete offensive player, pretty quick. Um, so I, I think those are two guys that probably could be on this list as well. Uh, and I feel like there was somebody else I, I thought about that should be on here as well. But like, those are the two big ones that really stand out. Um, I know there's a lot of people that don't like Chris Livingston, for example. He's number 19. Um, I'm indifferent on him. I don't have like a strong opinion, but let me let's close this with one. I have a question for you. You're big on college basketball. These guys are the same height, 15 pound difference. But who do you think ends up not only being the higher draft pick, but if you had to guess who ends up having a better pro career, who would you choose between these two? And I think they're both seniors. Trace Jackson Davis or Oscar Tashiboy. They're both 22 right now. We'll be 23 next year. Um, Trace Jackson Davis is at Indiana. Oscar Tashiboy is at Kentucky. Who do you have as the better player going forward and who gets drafted first? That's a great question. Uh, Oscar Shibway would be my bet. And the reason is just his motor is unreal. And his rebounding ability, I think he'll be like the manimal in those prime years, Kenneth Fareed. Um, he'll rebound the ball at, at whatever level. And he started to knock down mid-range jump shots. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is a more polished offensive player. And he'll be putting up ridiculous numbers offensively for Indiana. And I think Mike Woodson's really good for him. Um, and defensively, he's an explosive athlete as well. But I'll go Shibway just because, like, he, he, I think he'll have an easier time accepting his role as just an energy big, and he'll rebound and defend. And, and I think he'll be somewhat switchable at the next level as well because he's a, he runs like a deer. Um, so I'd go Shibway. Uh, I expect both of them to be all Americans this year, though. Yeah, I, I think I actually have Jackson Davis. I uh, think a little bit. I think just better functional athlete. I mean, he posterizes anybody with ease. Uh, the big thing for him, though, is Oscar Tashibwe can kind of shoot, and that's a lot more than what Trace Jackson Davis can say in that department. Uh, Trace just isn't a shooter, not even a mid-range shooter. His form is pretty rough, um, and that might be his fatal flaw. So for me, that's uh, that's probably going to be the red flag, but I think I would say Trace Jackson Davis not only is the better pro, uh, actually, I could, I think he's gonna be the better pro, but I think Toshiba, I think I might agree with you, Ashley. I was about to say that it's hard to draft guys that just don't shoot. They're, those guys generally don't get the benefit of the doubt. Unless you're super young, super raw, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. So uh, I think we kind of agree on that, but, uh, let's also talk about some of the best international prospects in this draft class coming up. But first a quick word from our sponsors. So joined by Leaf Tuline, I am Richard Stamen, a.k.a. at Mavs Draft on Twitter. We're going to do the Rafael Barlow special, which is we're going to talk about some of the best international prospects, even though the international guru, Rafael Barlow, is not here to do it. Uh, so we did not get his approval for this, but hopefully whenever we eventually revisit this in the future, he'll agree with us. So let's talk about some international guys. Uh, it's not known to be... Really, we don't really know a ton about the international guys. A lot of these guys kind of creep up eventually, uh, at least if you're not like hardcore focusing on it. I'm sure Rafael and those guys that are like in the 2028 draft already for it. But, uh, you know, there's there's not a crazy international presence yet. Uh, on this said tankathon board, Victor Wembenyama is on there. 
Uh, you also have James Najee, who unfortunately I just don't know enough about. Same with Ryan Rupert. Uh, these are guys that what I have heard is they're good. So not a ton from there. Then Leonard Miller, technically from Canada, is going to the G League. Uh, there's Usman and Jay from, uh, from, I think, it's Senegal. Uh, and then that's it on the international board. There's a few guys who withdrew that I would add to this. Roko Prakashin, uh, Fedor Zugic. Yeah, uh, that's, I think, the general, I'm, I'm scrolling through, but uh, that should be just about it that I really have. There's Reynon de Santos from Brazil and then Leonardo Okiki. That's generally the names I have right now. Uh, that doesn't mean there's not more. And also, uh, I don't know if I said Fedor Zugic, but him as well. So let's talk international. That was a lot of names. Leave. who are some international guys that you have uh, started to watch or keeping eye on? Like, who, who are some people that you, you think that people should know about? There, there's one that made a little bit of a splash today that I've got my eye kind of, kind of trained on. That's City Sissoko. He's a French guy, he, and he today said he's going to uh, play for the G League Ignite. And, and he gave a quote to Jonathan Gavoni, and he, and he said, we explored several options with my agents, and I was convinced G League Ignite was the best opportunity to achieve my goals. Typically, if a player from international is going to go play for the G League, that means they're they feel pretty confident they're going to be a first round pick. That's that's the read I'm getting from that. Um, he's and and I was reading through what Gavoni said about him, and he said he's the number twenty five prospect on his in the board. Uh, I mean, in the class on his board, and he's the third ranked European player uh, in the class behind two fellow Frenchmen, Victor Wembanyama and Rayon Rupert. Um, I think I think that the fact that he's confident enough that he can play with these G league Ignite, where there's already this guy in scoot Henderson, like often people don't have the confidence to not be the guy. Uh, he's a guy that I'm very excited to watch and I haven't watched anything more than just a couple highlights. So I don't want to blow smoke here, but the athletic profile really intrigues me and the shooting ability that I saw in the, in the, in the highlights. Um, it looks pretty considering the athletic profile and there's a lot of potential here. So he's a guy that I would, Based off very little watching behind Wembenyama, he is my number two uh, international prospect. Yeah, and and actually, I was as you were talking as well. Like he's a really good one. I was looking at NBA Draft.net's uh, rankings, which generally I say stay away from. But actually, they they give a good. Uh, they're good at pointing out names. Uh, that's generally what I would use them for. Uh, not going to say anything negative, but. That's the extent of uh, of that. They have CD Sissoko at number two for the 20, 2004 uh, international rankings. So there were some other names I definitely left out. Ario, Ariel Huckporty, um, he's in the NBL. He withdrew from the, didn't even declare actually. Tristan Vucevic uh, out in Spain. He's a 6'11", uh, or actually I think now he's in Lithuania. 6'11", stretch big, really nice form. Juan Nunez at Real Madrid, a point guard. It's really popular. Nikola Jerusic. Uh, or I, I think I botched that. Uh, not even going to try it again. That's something I need to master. But he's a six-eight guard, really popular over in Mega. Same team. Nikola Jovic was playing for Henry Vsar. I saw him play uh, in the FIBA U19s last year. Stole uh, my thunder. I was waiting to talk about Vsar. Good. Yeah, good, I, good I, I on you. Though, I'm not man. Good go on you. Detail. I'll let you do that. But the player I was going to say that really stands out for me. I, I name dropped him at the end. Fedor Zu or for of the first part is Fedor Zugic. Uh, he is over in Germany right now. Honestly, it reminds me a lot of a almost he could be a Duncan Robinson in the league. He's 6'6, has been doing great in the FIBA U20s in Europe. Uh, they have a European championship going on right now. Number two scorer 
He's shooting 42 and a half percent. And this is all actually pretty low efficiency. 90% from the line on six attempts per game is really impressive, but 27% from three and he's averaging 19 points a game. That's number two in the entire tournament. So really strong. And he's averaging three assists per game. It's not too far off what he was doing like per minute over in Europe this year. Um, but you look at somebody who's 6'5", 6'6", 18 years old, runs a pick and roll. Uh, like, I don't know how much he does that in the NBA, but the, the fact that he can be trusted with the ball in his hand says a lot. And I think he's somebody who is going to be a great second round stash pick. He's, again, only 18 years old, will be 19 at next year's draft. And he's the number two scorer in the U20s. There's 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds that generally are the highest scorers. He's an 18-year-old and he's number two. So really impressed by that. Who's another international guy? I'm assuming you want to talk about Henry. So go about go on about Henry Vizai. Yeah, he's, he's someone that I, I he caught my eye. I saw he committed to Arizona. And I was like, oh, man, they got another uh, foreign big man. Right now they got Umar Balo. They got the two Bellas twins. Um, they've they had uh, Christian Coloco. They, they've had plenty in years past as well. I was like, oh, I wonder what, what, what he's going to be about. And then I watched his highlights. I was like, man, this guy's nearly seven feet tall and runs excellently. And his shot's really pretty. Uh, defensively, he doesn't look like – I mean, often you see the, the stereotype is that these big white European bigs are going to be good offensively and bad defensively. He looks like he can compete defensively. Um, he averaged four, nearly four blocks in the U18s. He's really young for the class. He's got a late March birthday of 04. Um, so he, he's very young for his class. He also – um, has this ability to finish at the rim and as a pop pop guy. So he can be a roller or a pop man. And I mean, he, he's got to build up his frame. He's, he's six ten. He's, he's probably cracking 210 pounds. Um, he runs the floor. He's active. And, and I just like, I like the, the base of what he's got. Um, my, my concern is that he won't be able to play, uh, enough to warrant a first round pick um, because Umar Balo and Azulis Tubelis um, are both juniors and good ones at that. And Arizona is a very, you know, you get your chances to play. I just don't know if he'll be able to thrive enough to, to do so, but he's a guy I've, I've certainly got my eye on for either this year or next year's draft him and him and Sissoko are kind of my two favorite international prospects right now. Uh, other than Victor Wembenyama, of course. Those are good picks as well. Um, I man, the international class is tough. I, this is I'm I'm talking about this and I'm realizing, man, I need to take a deep dive. I mean, I I like Leonardo Okiki. He's somebody who uh, he returned for this year's draft. Uh, excuse me, withdrew from this year's draft. Will be eligible next year. Um, jump shot could grow, maybe even a mid range jump shot. But good pick, great in the pick and roll as both a finisher and a popper. Really good athlete. Just finishes it well in the in traffic. A uh, great rebounder, long arms. So you're looking at the raw tools and, and he's there. He needs to get stronger, needs to get more aggressive, a bit awkward defending the drive. So you can just kind of tell the raw is oozing out of him. Um, so he, he's somebody who I think he probably ends up as, as a draft and stash guy. But uh, one other, actually, I, I forgot this player is somebody who I used to love uh, back in the day, but I, I've cooled off on him, is Mario Nakic. He's over in Spain now. He was really good in the Belgian league. Upgraded to Spain, wasn't nearly as good. Um, was shooting the lights out, but at 6'7", thought he was really translatable across the league. And it didn't translate. But I think for him, he could be a backup Swiss Army knife wing on the offensive end. And if he can do that, I think uh, I think somebody's going to find a nice second-round pick for him as a stash. I think he's still, no matter what happens this year, 
Um, if he does get picked, he probably is stashed. So he's somebody else who I really like. Leaf, is there anybody else you want to talk about uh, as we close this out? Um, I, I think uh, just to touch on Okiki, I, th- I saw him play in the global games against Baylor where I watched, where I was raving about Keontae George and Okiki really impressed me. And, and I had him at like 70 on my board for this year's draft. And it was just because I didn't trust what he what, what his product was. And I hadn't watched a ton of him and I watched and I was like, okay, made a mental note. And, and I kind of write down my mental notes in very different places. And I actually stumbled upon it the other day while I was doing a pod and I was searching for some other notes on different prospects. It's like, oh yeah, I got to talk about this Okiki guy. So he, what impressed me is his, he finishes really explosively around the rim and he, and he moves well. It, it is a bit awkward on switches, but the fact that they're trusting him to switch onto guards that are going to light up the big 12 is something that means something to me. Um, we talked about a number of players in the big 12 earlier and all of them had rave reviews. I mean, uh, on the, on the tankathon board, I think like eight of the top 15 guys are going to be playing in the big 12. Um, it, it's, it's, I, I think that I saw him play big 12 athletes on the team that I think is going to be the best in the big 12. And he looked to be better than most of them, if not all of them athletically, um, that really stood out to me. And then. I, I, this is, he is not an international product necessarily, nor would Visar because he's coming from Arizona, but I wanted to just say Arthur Kaluma. Um, he, he is Ugandan. I made a mistake saying he's Nigerian because I was watching Nigeria early in the day. So I wanted to apologize for that one, but also I think he's going to, he's set for a big breakout. He's a little older for a junior, uh, for a sophomore. He'll basically be the same age as a junior, but he's developing to a basketball player that I really think is impressive. And he had a great game against Kansas so much so that I thought there's a chance he could declare this year. So uh, cheating a little bit on that last one, but, but uh, certainly someone to watch for that I think will be a first round lock. Yeah. I liked uh, Arthur Kaluma as well. I think you look at um, he's on, he's number 22 on Tankathon's big board. Uh, he is 20 years old. If I think if they had been in Kansas, you, we might've heard his name called this last year. There's a real chance they could have made a run that that region was so wide open. They could have made a run. Uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner are getting hurt, who, by the way, shout out to him uh, post prospect, but uh, he's not international. He's U.S. based uh, cheating there a little bit. But Arthur Kaluma is somebody who I think he could have been drafted this year had they won against Kansas. I think we might have been looking at a different fate for him. So uh, I really like that pick as well. That, this has been the international players, Blake Wesley slash Malachi Branham of this year. And we broke down uh, the Tankathon's big board. Thank you so much for making Locked On NBA Big Board your first listen of today. For your second listen, go ahead and listen to Locked On NBA. Although there is no action happening right now, they talk about the NBA in under 30 minutes efficiently and effectively. It's a really fun listen. I listen to it all the time. I've been listening to it for years. Go ahead and check them out. Thank you so much. And and again, if you could subscribe to us on YouTube at Locked On NBA Big Board would be super helpful for us, would mean a lot. Thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your day.